Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you the ingredients for our fun FanDuel game diced. And we will not be on our SiriusXM show this Saturday night, so you don't have to tune in. We'll be back the weekend after, but we are heading to a wedding. Family first, then fantasy football. On, close though, very close. Most weekends it's fantasy football, then family, <laughs> but this weekend family comes first. You can also chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. I'm here with my sisters, Brandon Marianne Lee and Ashley Williams. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. I was on a British podcast today or yesterday. I hope What's today. I hope you didn't speak like that. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I let I let him be British. Well, that's that's, that's nice. usually a good call. Yeah. yeah let the yeah. Brits be Brit. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I would have gotten fired from the right. non-job there. But it would be like, nope, you're out. You're out, lady. Sorry. Horrible, Sorry. horrible accent. Was it a British fantasy football show? Yeah. Like, um, like they're in England. Yes, yes, and they're so, they're here on our uh, Facebook page or on our uh, Twitter handle as well. Um, so are the, the Jags fantasy team? football Brit Baller FF Brit Baller on Twitter? It is the Across the Fantasy Pond podcast. Isn't that cute? I like that. So is his Very team cute. the Jags? Uh, oh gosh, he told me what his team was, but it wasn't the Jags. Okay, that's all that matters. I was just curious if they if that actually has worked to where they've made Londoners Jags fans. I doubt no, it. No, 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 of course not. But he did actually think that they shouldn't put a team there, that it would be just too crazy in terms of travel, which I found fascinating. We didn't dive too much into it, but because um, we were talking about, you know, waiver wires and technique and things like that. But at the same time, it was really, it was really cool. You know, well, I, I bet like, the Chargers wow. feel differently. I bet they're willing to go. <laughs> well, one of the things he said that didn't make any sense to him is that um, he doesn't understand why teams change locations. Like, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. It, it isn't a thing. thing. Yeah. It should not be a thing. And I, said, agree. Well, I agree with you. And in the States, I just want you to know, we also think that's weird. Mm-hmm. They're the San Diego Chargers. It will never die. Moving mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the St. Louis Rams. Mm-hmm. Well, at least they started off the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, it's kind of going back. At yeah. least that one, like, I can wrap my head around. The right. Chargers, Chargers, they may make their way back. Zero tolerance. They might Zero make. tolerance. Zero. All right. Well, let's get into week seven, ladies. We're almost halfway through the season, halfway through the regular season, pretty much. And then we'll have the playoffs. So on this week, get them out of your lineups. Teams on by. We have the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans thought we're going to be a bust, but they are actually have a few players worth something this year. So that's affecting a lot of teams. All right, uh, Thursday night. And so weird. Does anybody else feel like Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington Redskins have been like half of prime time? Yes. And the Giants. And the Giants. Yes. And the Giants. Well, I just really noticed. I was like, the Redskins again? That's so weird. I know. I know. 
I, but at the same time, it's like we had to watch the Colts and Titans, or the the yeah, the Tennessee Titans, and that was tragic. So maybe mm-hmm. this will be a decent game. I don't know. Oakland's imploding. Imploding. All right. Well, we'll get into this. So, at Brandon, let's hear about these Chiefs. Oh my gosh! There's like a sorry. There's like a huge mosquito in here. It's fall. Why is there a mosquito? New York. Okay. It's trying to give you Zika. Zika. It's giving you Zika. You guys. You guys Watch are mean. out for the Zika. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sorry. It's like it's like a it's like a flying, I don't know, like a vermin. It's not right. <laughs> anyway. It was huge. I just it creeped me out. Okay. And I'm and I don't really care about bugs. I'm not someone who's like, oh bug, I like run away. No, I'm like, oh, whatever, it's a bug. But this is like a an animal. Okay, anyway. Um <laughs> Alex Smith continued his streak of 15 or more fantasy points this season, even though the team did lose, of course, to the to the uh Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh and it was arguably his worst showing, but still 15 or more fantasy points in every single week, you guys. You cannot deny I'll, it. And this week I'll take that floor. Absolutely. He's going up against the Raiders. The Raiders are the only team in the National Football League to not force an interception. None. They have zero interceptions. So does Alex Smith. So that's intriguing to me. Uh, Kareem Hunt has 100 or more total yards in every single game. He has not scored a touchdown, though, uh, since week three. Oakland allows an average of 108.2 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs, but they've only allowed two rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns on the season to opposing running backs. But I still think that Kareem Hunt gets it right uh, this week. And by the way, he's still getting over 100 yards all the time, so no. like, stop complaining. I'm like, this is like the perfect match up with like status quo at this point like you're gonna get status quo from the chiefs because this is exactly what oakland gives up i like that i like that that's what i'm giving you Mm -hmm. and that's what you're gonna Mm -hmm. take you're like like, okay Mm -hmm. i gotta you know because listen a 15 points doesn't sound great but we're playing in a league right now where we got mitchell trubisky brett hundley Jacoby Brissett, uh, CJ Beathard. I mean, listen, you you Kevin might be Hogan. begging for 15 points. Oh, it's Deshaun Kaiser now. It's back oh, to Kaiser. Oh, that's right. Deshaun Kaiser now. So, that's right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But another nightmare. It doesn't matter. It There are a lot of uh, Eli Manning. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Uh, Jake Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Jake good. Cutler. I, Joe Flacco. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco mm-hmm. might be the worst. Fitzpatrick. I said it. You said it, actually. Uh, which, by the way, Courtney like called me out on our serious show that I was like quoting her back to her, which now I have officially become my mother. I did not realize I was doing that for multiple <laughs> weeks in a row. Multiple. Uh, okay, I get it. Mid-30s. I get it. I'm going to try to be better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be better. But anyway, uh, yeah. So <laughs> Travis Kelsey has seven or more targets in five of his uh, six games so far this season. In three games, he put up 98-plus receiving yards. He scored a touchdown in two of those elite performances but in the other three outings he has 40 or fewer receiving yards and this week he'll face the Raiders defense that's given up 335 yards to opposing tight ends which is the ninth most in the league including 90 yards just like last week to Hunter Henry so I think this is going to be one of the goodies which is the 90 yards or more 
Uh, kicker Harrison Butker has eight or more fantasy points in every game that he's played so far this season. And they weren't great against Pittsburgh last week or uh, the New England Patriots in week one. But every other week, the Kansas City Chiefs defense have nine fantasy points or more scored. I, I thought Derek Carr looked like he was still hurt. And I'm not quite mm -hmm. sure a short week is a good enough turnaround for the Chiefs not to score at least nine points. So, uh, you know, I, they give up a lot of points on defense. Frankly, if you look, it's a good matchup for Oakland. But can Oakland do anything with it? I don't know. Not what I saw last week, but I'm looking forward to Courtney's write-ups to see if maybe she disagrees with me. Um, sleepers, I'm going to put Tyreek Hill here. Um, he's had at least six targets in every game, which is great. Uh, but the touchdowns are kind of boomer bust. It's been an every other week thing, actually, uh, that he scored a touchdown in the off weeks. He's yet to clear though 45 receiving yards. Hill is uh, not on the injury report. If you remember, he suffered this neck injury in week six that people thought it was a concussion. It actually wasn't a concussion. Anyway, he's not even on the report anymore, so he should be able to play. Albert Wilson, on the other hand, missed week six due to a knee injury, listed as questionable, although he didn't practice in full all week and unlikely to play this week um thursday night uh against the raiders the remaining snaps will be split between demarcus robinson and deanthony thomas oakland has only allowed 100 plus yard performance to opposing wide receivers that was actually mike wallace if you can believe it in week five mm, i can because i play i can him. believe it I yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> it was his only double digit game yeah. Wow. Well, way to go. Way to go, Raiders. Uh, but the only wide receivers to score a touchdown against them were Jermaine Curse in week two. He actually scored two. And then Josh Doxson in week three. So they're actually kind of tough against the wide receivers, surprisingly. So I guess for me, you probably have to start Tyreek Hill. I'm certainly not taking a flyer on the two other guys that are not Albert Wilson or Chris Conley, who were already other guys. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's the thing. Those guys were all wide receiver twos, and the say, Chiefs yeah, don't have a ones. wide receiver two. So, well, right, we're to some extent. It's gonna be dicey. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. I mean, uh, yeah, Kelsey will benefit from that. I don't. I will see. Hopefully, we'll see. I mean, they do give up a lot of tight ends. So, yeah. Uh, as for the Raiders, Michael Crabtree saw double-digit targets last week. He got his fifth touchdown of the year with fifty-two yards. Uh, and that was with a limited quarterback. So he has become the DeAndre Hopkins of 2015, meaning he is quarterback proof thus, thus far. And that is exciting, and he is a must-start. Marshawn Lynch, uh, you can run on the Chiefs, so this is an upside for Lynch. The downside for Lynch is that his volume isn't there. 9 to 13 attempts each game is just not enough to get you out of that low double digit fantasy points, like 10 to 12 fantasy points. Um, he had troubles catching the ball last week. Uh, he missed both of his reception or his targets. Uh, one, like right in his hands, went into an interception. Not good. Um, he will have to get in the end zone to be worth that running back two spot. So for me, he remains in your flex. Um, Amari Cooper. Cooper caught five of his six targets, which is his best completion rating thus far this year um, by a lot. Unfortunately, it only went for 28 yards. It, uh, it looks like he might be a bigger role in the game, but don't forget that in week four, he had eight targets and only caught two for nine yards. 
So even if they try to make him a bigger part of the game, yeah. it's that it's an off but, year. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's going to be off year. So mm-hmm. I think he's a really risky play. Um, you can start the kicker. Uh, as far as Derek Carr, he did not look ready to be in the game last week. We called week. it. We called it. Yeah. We said we did not think he was ready. He got 171 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, but it looked even worse. Um, that makes it three games in a row with under 10 fantasy points, not including the week he missed with the injury. So I don't think he's a quarterback to be trusted thus far. So I'm not starting him until I feel good about him. Um, and that's not going to be this week. So week seven, he's still on my bench. Jared Cook, less than two fantasy points in the last two games combined. Look elsewhere for a tight end. The Raiders defense, I'm not playing them against the Chiefs in prime time. Um, so yeah, Mm-mm. let's take a quick break for our sponsors. All right. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay. All right. Doug Martin. Uh, this is his toughest matchup since he's been back from his suspension, but I yep. don't think you can bench a guy that has had 14 fantasy points in the last two games. We have him ranked number 13th which means he's your running back too. Uh, I And I'm okay with that. So go ahead, put him in and play him. Cameron Brait, fourth game in a row with a touchdown. Ooh. Ooh, we told you to draft him at the beginning of the season. We said he would be a fantastic backup. Little did we know he's like the third best tight end in the league. Just saying. In fantasy. It's just, it's the truth. Someone had the leagues. nerve to ask me if they should play Cameron Brait or Martellus Bennett, and I lost my mind. It's just like, pay attention, people. Okay. <laughs> pay attention. Like, I know it's hard oh, to look at oh. I did it. I don't like it either, but come on. <laughs> Cameron Braid's probably your highest scorer on your team. Okay, so let's figure it out. He and Legatron, you heard me. Yeah, and Legatron, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson, listen, I know we were all scared for Evans last week, but hopefully you started him anyways because Mr. Peterson was on the sidelines when he caught when Mike Evans got a 37-yard reception for a touchdown. Winning. Um, AJ mm-hmm. Green had 189 yards and a touchdown against the Bills. And Demarius Thomas had 98 yards. So I think uh, Mike Evans will be okay. Um, I think Deshaun could have a decent game this week too. I think he's more of a flex though than an automatic wide receiver. Um, and Jameis Winston, guys, he's on your bench. Whether Winston is able to play or not, even if it's Fitzpatrick, who I love, and I'm so happy he did well last week. Um, Josh One McCown of the top had- scorers of the week. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh-huh. Such a stud. It doesn't matter. He throws interceptions. I don't care, right? Because he gets the yards <laughs> and the touchdowns, too. It's totally fine. It's not sexy. I mean, it is kind of sexy because it's Fitzpatrick, but – he gets it done. Um, Josh McCowan had under 10 fantasy points against the Bills, and you might be saying, well, that's Josh McCowan. Well, if I told you so, did Trevor Simeon had un- um, and Matt Ryan had under 10 fantasy points against the Bills. Both Andy Dalton and Cam Newton couldn't get over 14 fantasy points against the Bills. So there, both of them are a no-go, regardless of health. Bills are sneaky good. Or age. Yeah. So you're not playing them. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be on your bench as well. The defense, that is. Ashley, the Bills. So the Bills were on bye last week. So if we look at the week before the bye for LaShawn McCoy, he had 19 carries for 63 yards, caught six passes for 26. 
again, not bad, not great, uh, but he's seen the workload that you want to see. And if you look at how other backs have done against the Bucks, they are giving up about 20 fantasy points a week to running backs. And McCoy doesn't have share touches. He's one of the few guys in the league that doesn't share touches. So he could have a really big week this week. Fingers crossed. If he doesn't do it this week, I'm very sad for all McCoy owners out there. <laughs> it's been not oh. before. Uh, There's only star- what? Is there really only? Is there four running backs that are solo backs? Is that it? McCoy, Bell, McCoy, Bell. Fournette. Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, Gurley, Kareem Hunt. No, there's more. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I mean, it feels like it. It feels like it. It feels like it. It sure does. It does feel like it. Yeah. It feels like there's four. Because the committees are all committees of three or four running backs. It makes it really. You're probably looking at maybe eight total in the league, which that's not a lot when you look at the whole league. So I would like him to score a touchdown. A touchdown. He hasn't done it yet. One. There's a really good chance it could happen this week. So um, LaShawn McCoy's are crossing the fingers, crossing their fingers. Uh, sleepers, Jordan Matthews. He was cleared to practice Wednesday. He was hurt with a thumb. Um, he will need to wait and see as the week goes on whether or not he will actually play. Uh, he needed um, He's needed on this team to provide some balance, especially with the Charles Clay injury. His role mm. should be larger than it was before he got hurt. So, again, just keep your eyes out to make sure that he actually plays. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, he's a borderline option. As we have him ranked 11, uh, he shouldn't have a bad week. I'm just concerned that he has thrown for under 200 yards in three of his five games this season, and he lost his main target in Charles Clay. So if Matthews is playing, you can play him if you are in need. If you had maybe Deshaun Watson, you're looking for a fill-in, then sure, okay, you can probably play Tyrod Taylor. But again, only if Matthews is playing. Otherwise, he literally has no one to throw to. Because Zay Jones can't catch anything. So, so many people think it. he's asleep for this week. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think he's going to run more. I do think wait, he's going to Wait, wait, wait. We're talking about, wait, oh, we're talking about Tyrod Taylor? Taylor? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about yeah. Zay Jones is my no. I do think Taylor will run a little bit more, yeah. but he definitely will because he's going to want to throw to. Well, I, mean, I still don't think it's going to be fantasy gold. Tampa Bay's defense is so bad, though. That's the problem. And again, yeah. I did the rankings of the quarterbacks. I was looking at it. I was like, I hate everybody. Yeah. I couldn't come up with a top 12 that I thought was decent. <clears throat> this is one of those situations yeah. where it's literally you have Deshaun Watson and you're looking at who's available and you're like, out of all these guys, he probably has the best chance. Or if you lost Aaron Rodgers. Or if you lost, that's true. Or if you lost Aaron Rodgers, that's, that's valid. Ugh. Although Carson Palmer's out there, but we'll talk about him later. Um, but I do like Tyrod Taylor. And they're, of course, going, you know, every week they talk about how they have faith in Tyrod Taylor. I'm like, why do we have to discuss this every week? You should have agreed. We shouldn't have even discussed this. Don't even bring it up. It should be a given that you have confidence in Tyrod Taylor. Stop bringing it up. Just stop bringing it up. Anyway, uh, bench, obviously, Charles Clay. He underwent surgery to have his knee uh, repaired. He's going to miss multiple weeks. The surgery is on Monday. Uh, the repair was for his torn meniscus. They trimmed it, which means it's going to be a shorter recovery. Uh, this is better. It means he's only going to miss around a month. But that is a very long time, again, since he was by far and away the biggest target on this team. Zay Jones, which brands that people think will have a good week. I'm going to say no. He is proven to be completely untrustworthy in your lineup. Yes, Charles Clay is out. Yes, Jordan Matthews may or may not play. But the guy gets targeted about five times a game, and he only catches one. 
Like IR. So unless you, unless you were literally hoping for that one catch is going to produce and he's going to take off for a touchdown, which he's yet to do this year, there's no reason for him to be in your lineup. Bench him. All right. The Carolina Panthers and Chicago Bears. Cam Newton found his feet last week with rushing 71 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Love that. Now that was against the Eagles and not the Bears, but I think Newton will get just enough fantasy points for you this week that you will be content. Kelvin Benjamin saw 13 targets last week while Devin Funches had nine. Both struggled against the Eagles, but as long as they keep seeing that volume, I would continue to start them. Funches has stepped on the match. I I, I think has a step up in this matchup, um, but Benjamin is listed as questionable as well and had to leave Wednesday's practice. So keep an eye on his injury. Um, and listen, if he's out, I don't know if that necessarily helps Fenchus or hurts him because then he's going to have the tougher matchup. Um, so just keep an eye. We're all hoping that Calvin Benjamin plays and that they both have decent games. Um, Christian McCaffrey is just over 100 yards rushing on the season. Good thing he's been productive in receptions. I think he could have a similar game as last week. Maybe not 10 catches, um, but for sure in the mid to high, um, like 15 to 18 fantasy points in PPR leagues. So that is good enough. Carolina Panthers defense is a start. Graham Gano, you can start. Ed Dixon came back to earth last week with 36 yards. Thank you, tight ends, for being reliable and being awful. But the good news is that he saw eight targets. So this is just an okay matchup for him. I'm not highly recommending Dixon, but if you need him, he is seeing targets. Jonathan Stewart is on my bench. Hasn't had a game over seven in fantasy points since week one. He's listed as questionable with an ankle injury and was limited in practice. He's just no more, no bueno. He's questionable for being on my bench. Yeah. It's been rough with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, but listen, this is my feeling. Can't drop running backs right now. It's tough to drop running backs that are still getting you four fantasy points a game. And how <laughs> pathetic is that to say? <laughs> But as long as they're touching the ball, it's kind of hard to drop them because there's so many running backs out there that have like big games and they're never seen again. So I just feel like it's dicey. Let's move on to the Bears though, because they're not dicey at all. No, it's really clear cut. <laughs> it's really, really clear cut, actually. Um, Jordan Howard, of like we've been saying in the preseason and in the regular season and forever he is the lead back of the chicago bears and in case there were any question marks he got an unreal 36 carries so last crazy. week i just that's insane remember this guy used to be hurt they don't care they give him 36 freaking carries now um the Panthers have a tough defense, but I'm sorry. If a guy's getting that many de uh, carries, he's an every week starter. It does not matter. Yeah. Especially, but Luke Keekley is out. You know, the, the injuries are mounting. I think he'll be fine. I just, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I'm also going to start Zach Miller in a lot of places. And I, I think he is every week the most likely person to score a touchdown uh, that is a receiving touchdown on this team. And so I think that that has value, especially at the tight end position. Carolina's middle of the road against tight ends. Um, but, you know, listen, their quarterback barely throws the ball. And when he does, it's only to tight ends. So 
it's intriguing. Uh, Deion Sims was the one who actually caught the touchdown from Trubisky as opposed to from Tariq Cohen. Uh, so uh, that's intriguing. And the fact that, like, why? But I'm not going to play Deion Sims. I'm still sticking with Zach Miller for volume. Um, sleepers, you know, listen, the Bears defense isn't slated for a lot of points, but Cam has thrown three interceptions twice this season, including last week. And I told you to start the Bears against Baltimore because Joe Flacco is terrible and not enough people are talking about mm -hmm. it. And it was baller. It was baller. And I hope you. Yeah, all but did the it. Ravens are a little bit different than the Panthers. Sure, sure. But Cam has been messing up too. I just think that he's that been the, turning it over. Yeah. No, been. he has. And you, I mean, as long as you get your, you know, points. You can let the other team score as long as you're getting your sacks, your interceptions, hopefully the touchdown, you know. But it's not I'm exactly the same team. But that's why it's a sleeper. It's not like I told you for sure to start the Bears last week. Now it's just a sleeper because mm -hmm. I think there's a possibility that they're going to outperform where they are. Um, and again, I, listen, try not to start Tariq Cohen. I understand if you're desperate. He did throw a touchdown last week, which was so random. Um, but you know, he only carried the ball 14 times for 32 yards, and he caught one of his three targets for 14 yards. Well, I like you say only 14 times when that is like the carries a lot of the lead backs are getting, period, oh. for oh. a whole game. You're right. So there is that point, right, where at least it's double-digit carries. But he's just not producing. He's not producing, he's and he shouldn't be carrying the ball that much, frankly, because he's small. It should be yep. a pass catching back. And then you also compare it to Jordan Howard's 36 carries. Um, it's just, it's, it's dwarfed. Um, and I don't like playing a wide receiver on a team that barely throws the ball. Uh, Kendall Wright's numbers week six, he went uh, two of three for 36 yards. Week five, four of five, 46 yards. Week four, four of four for 51 yards and a touchdown. Okay, so week four was good. Other than that, wah, wah, and he's by far the lead guy. However, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this though. Um, it was actually, Tanner Gentry, who remember me talking about him, they moved, they moved him up from yeah. the practice squad and he was one of Mitchell Trubisky's favorite targets in the preseason. He played in 95% of the snaps last week. And then it was Trey McBride who had the second most snaps at 73%. So I'm not saying to start those guys or even have those guys, but keep them in your mind because that is intriguing stuff. And um, Deontay Thompson, though, however, played in 78% of the snaps two weeks before he got cut. So maybe they don't care. <laughs> they just want warm bodies out there. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Connor Barth only has one good fantasy point, and, and you never know. I mean, this team could just get completely shut out, so you never want to start a kicker on a team that could get shut out. And then you can't start Mitchell Trubisky. He hasn't thrown more than 128 yards in the two games he's played, and only 20 total completions over two games. Brutal. Here's a fun fact, Ashley, since you brought up the amount of attempts on the ground. Uh, 16 or less attempts. We have Chris Thompson, Jarek McKinnon, Lamar Miller, uh, Mir Abdullah, Doug, Doug Martin. Excuse, I'm not saying all of them. Marshawn Lynch, Aaron Jones, Carlos Hyde, DeMarco Murray, Isaiah Crowell, which was surprised you got that many Crowell. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like it goes on and it gets even worse. I mean, there's Gillisley, Frank Gore, uh, Buck Allen, Kareem Hunt, mm -hmm. CJ Anderson, Matt Forte, Devontae Freeman. All of these guys had less touches or equal touches to Tariq Cohen. So 
Now, a majority no of them actually do produce with those 14 touches. Or well, and they also touches. catch receptions, but I'm just saying, you know. But what they're, they're just completely misusing Tariq Cohen because Tariq Cohen is a pass. He shouldn't back. be doing this. Yeah. He shouldn't be rushing the ball 14 times. It doesn't make sense. But wow. the volume is there, right? So it's kind of one of those where if you have the appropriate matchup, is, is there a chance he could break for one? Yeah. Um, but again, he shouldn't be, they shouldn't be utilizing him in that fashion. They're just, they're just misusing him altogether. I mean, right, <sighs> running back game, story. He was, he was averaging 2.2 yards per carry. Yeah. Not good. Not good. All right. We got the Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns, the Titans. Marcus Mariota has been mediocre all season, even before he was injured. Unlike Derek Carr, though, Marcus Mariota went right back to his mediocre way. Not awful mediocre listen he is only a starter because he is playing the browns this week i cannot justify starting him against a decent <laughs> matchup but this is a like this is a good matchup so you can start him if you the thing to. about mariota is i never have him on my teams i don't i don't know why it just never works that way and when i watch him I'm like oh he looks pretty good he looks good and then you look at his stats and you're just kind of like oh yeah it was okay yeah his his football Skills he's like not he's magnetic on the field. It just yeah, doesn't it does transfer. not transfer over in fantasy, fantasy. at all. Yeah. Yeah. How does a good. guy only score 14 fantasy points when going over 300 yards passing? Yeah, it's amazing. It's you have to try. You, you do really try. You really do. Delaney Walker, thank you. Um, you were just bad enough for me to win one of my leagues on a Monday night last week. Not Aww. bad enough to win the other against Miss Brandon Marion Lee there. She beat me by less than two points. Um, but I beat the other guy by less than two points because Delaney Walker fumbled the ball. So thank you and no thank you. But you can still start him because he's a tight end and his last name is Walker. Um, you have DeMarco Murray. In my opinion, we are obviously in a running back by committee here in Tennessee. Henry outplayed Murray last week with 19 rushes for 131 yards and a tight end compared to Murray, who had 12 attempts for 40 yards and a touchdown. I guess I meant to say a touchdown uh, for Henry. So not a bad game for either one of them, but now Murray is questionable with a hamstring injury, and they're not playing the Colts this week, you guys. Cleveland gives up the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs. So to be honest... I like both of them as flexes. I don't like either one of them as my running back too this week, which makes me sad. But Derrick Henry is viable, guys. Yep. When when Murray's hurt, he's, he's more than just a backup. So um, Rashard Matthews, at, at some point Matthews becomes a wide from a wide receiver three to a 2017 bust. He caught all of his targets last week, but he – I only saw four targets and he has only had one touchdown on the season. So he has some tough defenses after his bye next week. So you might want to see if you can trade him now and move on and cut your ties with Mr. Richard Matthews. I'm sorry. He's a letdown. I love him. So this is very upsetting for me. Ryan suck up. You can start Derek. Henry. Sure. We spoke about him. Eric Decker. Listen, he saw nine targets last week, but I am still not completely convinced. Most of the wide receiver twos against Cleveland have not been the receivers that have done well. So I do not think Eric Decker is going to have the matchup that we thinking he's going to have against the Browns. Typically it is the wide receiver one that gets the yards and the touchdown, not wide receiver two. Um, so I think that Decker's targets are probably going to go down and I don't think his production is going to be 
there for you. Not this week, at least. Although it was encouraging to see him finally catching on to the offense. If you watched his reality show, you understand why it took him so long to get there. Uh, Tennessee Titans defense. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) And, uh, hey, hey. I love it. I watch the show, but that's the kind of TV I like, the really bad TV. So I'm just saying it's not a surprise that it took him a minute to to learn a new offense. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Browns. <laughs> let's. All right, you guys. <laughs> Hugh Jackson is competing for worst coach of the year. It's uh, it's, it's really it's, good. It's uh, definitely he's in mm-hmm. the lead. So we're back to Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shanahan's close, I think. Or uh, Gruden's close, I should say. Not Shanahan. Gruden. Gruden's close. Oh, Pagano is always competing. Pagano's always competing. Always competing. <laughs> you just forget about, you know? He just so blends into the background. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Slightly mm-hmm. handsome, though, which yes. is weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's Silver weird. Fox thing. But um, <laughs> I uh, listen, I'm going to go back to the Duke Johnson well. I not that Kaiser's any better than Hogan, frankly. I, I I'm not quite sure if either of them are decent, and I don't know if if the Browns do either, which is the real problem. And they've missed on quarterbacks so many times. It's hard for me to believe that they're not going to miss on the next one. And it's just a sad, never-ending story. But uh, not as much of a never-ending story as the Ezekiel Elliott story, which we'll talk about later. But still, mm-hmm. a never-ending story with the quarterback saga. Uh, but Duke Johnson, I, okay, fine. He had a bad game. He bounced back versus Tennessee. Tennessee's defense is not. Good. I'm willing to take a flyer also on David Njoku in some deep leagues. Um, you know, he is a touchdown heavy guy. He caught um two of his five targets for zero yards last week. But again, the Kevin Hogan experiment was a bust and it was a disaster. Uh, but his five targets were the same as Duke Johnson, which was tied for third on the team. Now, here's what's interesting. Ricardo Lewis led the team in targets and Kaysen Williams, former Seattle Seahawk, who was a stud in the preseason, had the second most targets. There's a possibility that one of those two comes alive if they were not Browns. Like, literally. True. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to call this guy Ricardo. I could have a breakout if I wasn't a Brown Lewis. And Kaysen, I had a great season preseason with the Seahawks. Dear God, help me, Williams. Because those are their names. It's sad. It's sad, everybody. Okay, so sleepers. I guess those guys. <laughs> I After guess the whole team. About them. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't think I'd do either of them either. No. I, and then, uh, even though this is a great matchup for everybody, I mean, you want to be able to play these guys. Uh, Isaiah Crowell finally had a decent game carrying the ball 12 times for 58 yards and catching both of his targets from just 15 yards, but there's still no touchdown. There's still no consistency. Nothing to write home about. I dropped him in a couple leagues where I felt like I had better options. I would rather have Orleans Darkwood at this point because at least I ha- I know he has the potential really? of a 100-yard game than Isaiah Crowell. There's no way this guy has a 100-yard game in him on the Browns because they never give him the ball. You can't start a defense or a kicker on a team that could get shut out. So there you go. Sad. All right, New Orleans Saints against the Green Bay Packers. Oh! <laughs> so sad. Oh, I had Aaron. I actually won in my league. I had Aaron Rodgers. I got my zero points on. I was like, oh, thank God. I won God. one Aaron Rodgers league and I lost the other. Oh, uh, that was a bad. That was a bad one. But um, Emmanuel Sanders in that league too. 
Yeah, but I'm not covering the Packers. I'm going to talk about the Saints. So, right. Drew Brees, unless you're streaming quarterbacks, he is a must-start despite being on the road. Expect between 15 and 20 points because that is what he gets you. That is both his floor and his ceiling on away games. So, that is five-point difference right there. Consistency. That's what you're going to get. Uh, Mark Ingram, holy moly. I told you he was going to benefit. You totally did. You totally did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He rushed 25 times for 114 yards and two touchdowns and caught five passes for 36. Guys, as I said, the, the departure of AP would benefit everyone. And we'll talk about the benefit everyone. of AP. Everyone. Uh, Packers give the eighth most points to running back, so Ingram should have another nice game. As for Alvin Kamara, he's a must-start, too. He just kept on keeping on because that's what he does. He rushed 10 times for 75 yards, caught four passes for 12. His role is the same as it was. As I said, it wasn't really going to impact Kamara, right, because AP and Ingram were the same style of a back. This was going to impact him. Kamara, his role is a set. It's established. He's a must-start as well, but he's already been this whole time, so continue to play Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas. Oh, Michael Thomas. Ooh, he Michael killed Thomas. me too, guys. He killed me with his three catches for 11 yards. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. It was bad. It's also but, his um, first game ever without at least 40, four catches or 40 yards. And he's yeah. the only wide receiver in history to do that in 20 games. I don't, I'm going to say we're, we're going to put last week behind us and move forward as he will be putting up his usual <laughs> 80 yards. Because that is doesn't what he care. Does. Look at I her. She's care. like, I hate it. But I have to go with that. He lost me my game. Yeah, uh, one, one, one point six points. Thanks, Michael. Thanks. Thanks but you know what? Again, he he's consistently around eighty yards. He's gonna be fine. Put last week out of your head. You start Michael Thomas. Now Ted Ginn, more than likely, he blew up on your bench last week because he should have been on your bench. And then he caught all four of his targets for sixty-six yards and a touchdown. This is an average matchup, so you can play him in a flex if you need someone as an option. I like this option better than probably the Ricardo Lewis option we were throwing out on the Browns team. <laughs> um, certainly, certainly. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, I yeah. could break out if I wasn't a Brown Lewis. Could, could yeah. if I wasn't a Brown. Um, we have a rate 43, so he's a borderline play. But again, this is by weeks. It all depends on how you drafted. He's somebody that is out there in some leagues, so it's a possibility to grab him. He could have a good week. This could have been the spark they were looking for, or it could have just been he benefited because Michael Thomas didn't show up. We don't know. We don't have enough to, to really establish this, but again, historically, Ted Ginn can't break for plays, so he's a better option to stream this week if you need to. Bench, Willie Sneed, he's in less than a, he was in less than a third of the snaps and was only targeted three times. He was limited in practice on Wednesday because his hamstring is still not 100%. So keep him on your bench until we see him on the field more. It's just too risky. And Kobe Flaner, absolutely not. Bad matchup. Virtually no targets. Don't do it to yourself. Bench Flaner. Ugh, Flaner. Um, so, yeah, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. <laughs> it's getting surgery. Oh. The turnaround time is probably about eight weeks. You should consider him out for the season. I don't think there's any reason to hold on to him. I think if they bring him back, it's because they're going into the playoffs. And by that point, you're going to be probably done with your fantasy playoffs. I don't think they bring him back. Um, I mean, maybe they bring him back for one game for your very final playoffs. But I think you need to focus on winning right now. I don't think you can have a guy with a broken collarbone sitting around. Um, but I'm not going to totally freak out. That's going to surprise some yeah. people here. But I still feel like... I'm still starting Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams until something terrible happens. I think this ends maybe hashtag year of the Cobb. 
Although year of the Cobb, he may be the shorter passes that he's more comfortable with. I think the real problem is, you know, Brett Huntley went in there and he threw for 157 yards, a touchdown and three interceptions. That's bad. It's not good. But how many reps did Brett Hundley ever get? Like, Aaron Rodgers never gets hurt. How how, Brett Hundley probably has never even thrown a pass to Jordy Nelson because Jordy Nelson doesn't even practice half the time because he's a veteran. He may have never actually targeted him in his life. I think there's a lot that they can do in a week. And and by the way, they're playing the Saints. Now, the Saints killed it over the last two weeks defensively for fantasy, but they are still giving up the sixth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. And Golden Tate went nuts. Marvin Jones also did well last week, Mm -hmm. even though the defense did well. So it can be both things at the same time, everybody. So don't just say, oh, look, the Saints defense has changed. Yeah, but still people are scoring points so i i just who are you going to really sit Devonte adams and jordy nelson for in no when they're going no up one. against the saints you know and then by the way if it's a total nightmare we're going to have to have a separate conversation but to me i'm still on them um i'm obviously not starting brett hudley i am starting aaron jones though i think they need to run the ball a lot to support this new quarterback i don't love ty montgomery because i think they need to do passes more with him uh he left the game for a little while he's not on the injury report anymore but i just can't trust anything that's going on with ty montgomery's health right now um so even though uh, Aaron Jones did not perform well last week, I do think that he's going to perform well moving forward. They need to have a bigger guy, you know, going through the middle of the tackles kind of thing. It, it just that's the way it's got to be. Um, there's no, there are no sleepers, and on the bench is really, you know, everyone. I, I, I'll say this: in case Brett Hundley can't do anything, and you can get a better option for kicker, you should. Okay, there's a possibility that they could get shut out because we don't know. If, what this Brett Hundley thing is. I don't think that's going to happen. That's why I'm telling you to start Jordy and Devontae uh, Adams. But I I don't think you hit the panic button. I I honestly, I I just think with the kicker, it doesn't really matter. And it's not like he's been like killing it. So I'm okay. There's guys like Jake Elliott out there who are doing better. Right. There are other guys anyway. I would maybe do that. I'm not going to start the defense against Drew Brees, period. And then Martellus Bennett, stop asking me Martellus Bennett questions. You know my answer. Yes. Here's my thing, though, Brandon. Just bring it back to the wide receivers. I think this we're going the most questions on. I love the fact that they're three vets. I love the fact that Jordy, Ad, Jordy Adams, and Cobb even, they're going to be able to help Hunley along, right? And I agree with you. He didn't get his reps. I don't think he hit the panic button on Cobb either. I do think the year the Cobb may be slightly derailed at this point, but it may not be, too. Like you said, they, they may end up using him for the short passes, but these guys are vets, and they're going to be able to help them out. We're not looking at rookies here. I don't think you hit the panic button this week and start dropping people just because Aaron Rodgers is out because I think these are guys that can make make plays. So I think you at least have to wait and see this week to see how it's going to play out. Well, the thing is is that the new quarterbacks usually look at their first read, and then they kind of freak out, right? They run the For ball sure. or they just whatever. So whoever that first read is, I'm thinking it's Jordy, although the game, it looked like he preferred Devontae Adams. But again, I don't think he's ever even thrown to Jordy Nelson. Uh, or when they're practicing, they may say, you know what, scrap all that. It's going to be Cobb as the first read and then look down the field. I'm not quite sure. Um, but I'm not – freaking out and dropping them today. They're too talented. And also all these articles about how Aaron Rodgers was a one man show. Like 
it's so disrespectful to what? these wide receivers. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like, without Aaron Rodgers, there's no way. No, he he hasn't had that talent around him. I'm like, are you watching the same games I am? Yeah, that's Do ridiculous. you know what not having talent around you looks like? You don't, obviously, because Jordy Nelson is, has been magic for them. But listen, I, yeah, I just – ask, ask McCoy. Okay. Yeah. You oh might. yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Asked, exactly. Ask Todd Gurley last year or mm -hmm. Carlos Hyde. Those are teams with lack of talent around them. Exactly. Well, one wow. of our uh, listeners is on YouTube right now. Just said the O line is going to be key, you know, to what's going on here. And also that Brett Hundley has wheels. He can move. By yeah. the way, so could Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think this is. I'm not loving this. Obviously, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. Who wouldn't? But, you know, come on, Don't guys. panic. Don't panic. Again, vets in the league. I feel okay about it. Playing the Saints. Yep. All right, guys. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Indianapolis Colts. So the Jags. Leonard Fournette did not disappoint. He rushed 21 times for 130 yards and a touchdown, meaning he has scored in every game this season. The Sean McCoy owners are very jealous. Very, very jealous right now. So Leonard Fournette, he did not practice Wednesday due to his ankle injury, but he's expected to play. I am not worried about this injury. Uh, you know, he's good to go. He had an he has an amazing matchup this week with the Colts, giving up the second most points for running back. So even if his ankle is bothering him a little bit and is not 100%, I still think he's going to be able to put up good numbers for you. So I feel good about that. Obviously, you start him. That's the only real must-start other than the Jacksonville defense because you're playing them every single week. Sleepers, Marquise Lee, he's a confusing one. So here's the deal. He has been missing practice with rib issues the past few weeks, but he has still been playing in the games. Now he missed practice on Wednesday with a knee injury in addition to the rib injuries. So he clearly is the guy, despite the drops issue, as but he was targeted 10 times last week. He's in a good matchup that I would feel better about if he was healthy. So I'm going to say flex only for him, but you should have better options out there. Thus far, 10 points in standard leagues has been his ceiling. Is that good enough for you? I don't know. It might be good enough for you on a bye week, but we only have two teams out on bye this week. I got to imagine that you've got better options for your flex and Marquise Lee. So. Yeah. Try to avoid Chris Ivory, who when I brought up last week, I got laughed at. You laughed did. at. You were mad. Yes, yeah. Ivory. And um, that jokester apparently caught nine to ten targets for seventy four yards <laughs> and a touchdown. I couldn't mm -hmm. believe it. I was like, mm -hmm. "Oh man, that actually uh -huh. makes me look dumb." Sent you a text. that said, "Ivory in caps." Yeah, you did. You really done. Yeah. Uh, listen, and yeah. also, I think you need to get Ivory just in case Fournette doesn't play. You do. You oh. do. I was just say again, it is a great matchup in general. So Ivory could see some love again this week, and especially if they decide to pull Fournette with his ankle in the second half, despite how this game goes, go get Ivory as a backup plan because he is being used. I mean, ten targets a game—that's better than a lot of the wide receivers. That's better than Marquise Lee on this team at this point in time. So. While you're probably not playing him in, in most weeks, and again, all this is really bi-week plays, really is the only consideration, go ahead and secure that for yourself. And just if you guys place on your roster, this is this at this point is roster management, go ahead and go out there and get Ivory. Bench Alan Hearns. He only caught he got three of his three targets, but again, he's only targeted three times for 37 yards. Lee is their guy. His value only rises if Lee doesn't play, but I think Lee's gonna play this week. So you're you got Alan on the bench. Perfect.
The Colts. The Colts. So Andrew Luck update per every week that we are here. Uh, he's he playing, been, right? Right. He's been ruled mm. out for week seven. Oh, man. In fact, <laughs> he's been, quote, shut down. But that hasn't been clarified what that is yet. Um, he suffered a setback. So it's going to be a long time, if at all, if he plays in 2017. He was trending in the right mm. direction for a couple weeks. It is now uh, completely not going in the right direction. In fact, most beat writers are saying they are pretty much banking on Jacoby Brissett rest of season. So um, before we thought, oh, maybe you could still – I I think at this point you need to make other plans. I, I, you already have made other plans, obviously. Uh, but this is this is bad. And they say, well, it's not a long-term issue. And I'm like, I don't know about missing a whole season isn't long-term, but sure, okay. I mean, you're saying maybe he can play football again sometime in his life? Yeah. I'm concerned Please. about this in a long, long way. And, in fact, I might even – I don't think you can even trade him high right now in Dynasty, but it is interesting. Um, the Jaguars are a fantastic defense against quarterbacks and wide receivers. So uh, Jacoby Brissett is absolutely off of the radar. Uh, T.Y. Mm -hmm. Hilton uh, stunk it up uh, on Monday Night Football, but he's the only one that would be I would consider here. I don't care if Moncrief ever outscores him. Moncrief is just not as good as T.Y. Hilton. There's no getting around it. And T.Y. Hilton has had two games of over 150 yards, so it's not the end of the world. But uh, if I have other options, I also aren't, I'm not hesitating because this is a bad matchup and it's not a great circumstance. There you go. Um, you can run against the Jags. Seven running backs have gone for over 80 total yards against them in six games. Seven in six games. I'll repeat that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, listen, Gore is going to get the majority of the carries. Uh, but a lot of people think Marlon Mack is going to miraculously come in here. Uh, and then actually Marlon Mack was out snapped by Robert Turpin. A lot of question marks here. Someone should be playable. I'm not quite sure anyone is, though, to be frank. And uh, see, Frank, Frank Gore. Yeah. Nice, nice. No? See what okay. you did, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. That was on the fly. Dad jokes. Love it. Hi. I've got vermin flying around. I'm making dad jokes. I'm talking like my mother by telling stories. <laughs> it's been a great day. Anyway, um, sleepers are Adam Vinatieri. He's had two really good back-to-back um, -back games. Uh, but again, with the Jags D, it could be a blowout. And could I don't be. know if I'm gonna. I can start the kicker frankly. Um, and then this team just, you know, runs the ball. The Jags do. Uh, so if you can believe it and you want to talk about a 180, the Jags give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing defenses. Remember when they were like a defense bonanza? Yeah, it's not true anymore. And you don't want to start the Colts anyway, but I found that intriguing. Because all they're doing is like, you know what? You do you for So they're not letting Blake Bortles give the yep. other team points. So it's intriguing. It's lovely. All right, the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams. So AP sucked. Um. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, right? Dropped him in all my leagues, you uh, jerks. Well, you should have dropped him because he was with the it. Saints. He was with the Saints. Who thought he was going to get traded midseason? Come on. Come on. Oh, hold on. Let me say something. I'm sorry. I forgot to say this. Rob, he got out touched by Robert Turman. Robert Turman's out for the season. I'm sorry. I forgot to say that. And our YouTube people reminded me. I didn't mean to stop the AP thing. Sorry. Yeah. Back to AP. 
Sorry, back to Oof. AP. That's much better right, than I don't, want, I don't want Brandon Ashley not to not have to talk about Super her. important. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But, um, yeah. <laughs> 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 sorry. You know, okay. I felt bad. I forgot to mention you guys. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's like, totally fine. Day. Totally fine. <laughs> well, back to AP. Uh, he balled last week. Woo. Yeah, last week's game was Peterson's first 100-yard rushing game since week 16 of 2015. Uh, he rushed 26 times for 134 yards and had two touchdowns. So that shift of volume certainly happened. That was more than he had in like all the weeks combined with the Saints, just FYI. Um, now, I mentioned that this was going to be a much better system for him. And damn, was it ever. Wow. Uh, he did much better than I thought he would do. As long as he gets the volume, which is, you know, there's no signs pointing to him not getting the volume because that's what they did with David Johnson. They wanted some to be able to step in and fill that role. They clearly were not getting that with Chris Johnson. Um, Andre Ellington, who I'll talk to later, is not that back. He's a pass catching back. He was never going to fill that role. So um, this is a really good fit for them. I'll be intrigued to see what happens next year because you certainly aren't going to do a timeshare between AP and David Johnson. That would just be crazy because both of these guys are guys that need to get their rhythm. So I like the fact that they're giving him 26 touches. AP is a rhythm guy. He's going to be able to get his rhythm this way. He's going to do well. Um, so he's a really good RB2 play, especially this week against a weak reach, a rush defense. So welcome back, AP. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, he had a huge game. As again, we predicted, we said the Bucks were terrible, that you had to play Larry. He caught 10 of his 11 targets for 138 yards and a touchdown. Uh, this week will be much harder as the Rams have an excellent secondary. So he's still a must start, but he will not get you the numbers like he did last week. But it's Larry Fitzgerald. Again, when people are getting double-digit targets, you play those guys, period. So you're playing him. My sleepers, I'm just kind of over even talking about Jerron Brown. Jerron Brown, John Brown, and J.J. Nelson. So I looked at just points <laughs> the last three weeks. Because we've already, I think the last few weeks, we've done a snap analysis to say, okay, well, who's getting the snaps? And the snap count didn't actually even relate to who was going to get the most points. Then we talked about who had the most targets. That also didn't tell us who was actually going to get the most points. So let's just look at the straight points the last three weeks. 10 points, 3 points, 3 points for Jerron Brown. John Brown has an upward tick of 4, 8, 12. And then J.J. Nelson, 3, 7, 1. So your best bet is John Brown, but this is a tough matchup. So I think you should look elsewhere if possible. Although last time that Larry had a huge game, he followed it up with a very weak second game and John Brown benefited from that. Um, I still don't love it. I think there's other options out there for you. Now, Carson Palmer, he's interesting. He was 14 of 22, which wasn't a whole lot of passes, but he was 283 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. He was the fourth highest scoring quarterback last week. So he is a streaming option, but you got to know that his ceiling is 21 points. That's where he caps at 21. So but again, average, we're talking about Brett Hundley now. So we are talking about Brett Hundley. Exactly. So that's why I said we've got that Tyrod <laughs> Taylor, Carson Palmer. This is an average matchup. Um, and you do have AP now in the mix, but that's actually a good thing for Carson Palmer because this offense needs some balance, and that's what AP is providing them, which is going to help Carson Palmer out without the defense completely stacking the box. So I like that. I probably prefer Palmer to Tyrod Taylor, but again, 21 points is your, your ceiling with him. Now my bench is Andre Ellington. What the what? And I, I know some people are saying, well, of course he wasn't going to play because they signed AP. Now I'm going to go ahead and call bull on oh. that. Oh, no. No. He didn't get a single carry last week, which isn't a big deal because he's a pass catching back. He wasn't getting that many actual rush carries anyway. 
but he was only targeted one time, and this is where the real problem is. He was limited Wednesday's practice with a quad injury, but I'm going to say do not give up on Ellington. This will not be his bounce-back week, but he will bounce back. They still have a need for him. He does still have a role in this team despite Andre, excuse me, despite AP being there. They are two very different kinds of backs. AP did not come in to replace Andre Ellington, so do not give up on him, but this is not the week he bounces back. All right, Brandon, the Rams. All right. It's a bad matchup for Todd Gurley, but you start Todd Gurley. End of discussion. Uh, by the way, only one game uh, with not double digits. Other starters are always Legatron, mm-hmm. our man. Uh, it's a great matchup for Jared Goff. If you're someone that's really struggling like I am with the Aaron Rodgers debacle, you may have to start uh, Jared Goff. And it's not terrible. Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Ryan Fitzpatrick – yeah, it's not 2014. I said Ryan Fitzpatrick all went over 300 yards against the Cardinals. So it's intriguing. Goff gets to be on his home turf. And if you're looking for that upside, you might be able to get it there. Now, he hasn't been fantastic, but the matchup is delicious. Uh, sleepers. Now, oddly enough, this is a really good matchup for wide receivers and tight ends. But... Who wants to start one of these wide receivers or tight ends? So uh, Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins have played in the most snaps, but it's actually uh, Cooper Cup who has scored the most fantasy points out of all the wide receivers, if you can believe it, on the team so far total. Now, this is because he's kind of a slow and steady drip. Uh, none yeah. of the, t- the games have been really excellent. Uh, but what happens is, is that Sammy Watkins will go off, but then he'll have one catch for 11 yards. Um, and that's the same thing at the tight end position. Tyler Higby has played in more snaps, but Gerald Everett has scored more fantasy points. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to tell you who to play, but I can't. Uh, I just can tell you that Arizona gives up the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, 10th most to tight ends, and Arizona gives up the seventh most fantasy points to opposing defenses. But that was before, in my opinion, they got Adrian Peterson, so I'm not starting their defense. All right, all right. Let's make this match a piffy, shall we? Baltimore Ravens, the Minnesota Vikings. Why? The Ravens are the best. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. We've already talked about them for too long. <laughs> uh starters none <laughs> uh none of them uh sleepers okay so this is this is the biggest section here obviously because everyone else is basically benched but everyone was saying that buck allen was definitely the guy um but that's was not the case this was not the case colin's got the bigger workload and therefore i am putting them both as flex options we've been saying this whole time that we can't tell you which one's going to be because collins is probably slightly the more talented back but he's got fumble issues Buck Allen actually gets receptions. So he's more of a total yardage guy versus Collins, who's just a straight rusher. But Buck Allen rushed 10 times for 49 yards and caught three or four targets for 17, whereas Alex Collins rushed 15 times for 74 yards. I think it will vary each week. So you can't be sure about either of them. You just can't. And Minnesota gives up the second fewest points to running backs. So neither of them have much upside this week. So um, again, it is, I know running backs are tough and that you may have to play one of them. I would say flex only um i don't love it i really really don't love it mike wallace he was ranked 38th so he's on the borderline for us as well as a flex option this is a straight up boomer bust guy last week catching only three or five targets for 30. um he's also limited in practice wednesday with a back injury i'm not into him jerry macklin he's benched Bashard perriman was in concussion he's not playing um no chris moore came in for Bashard perriman 44 yards but 
I don't like it. He's on the bench. Terrence West is on the bench. He's not even practicing. And then Ben Watson, I will say, he is a potential sleeper only in PPR leagues. He only got 28 yards, but he's getting the targets. He's got, he caught six of eight. So if you're in PPR, six guaranteed points isn't bad for a tight end. But if you're in standard, I would stay away from him. All right. What about the Vikings? Vikings. Okay. Adam Thielen caught nine of 13 targets for 97 yards. He is a must start, especially as it's not looking good this week for uh, Stefan Diggs to play. So we thought he'd do well. He did do well. And he is someone that you should be starting. Now, Jarek McKinnon, I'm also going to put as a must start right now because it seems that they've at least established the role between him and Latavius Murray. Murray rushed 15 times for 28 yards. Wasn't very productive. He was initially getting the first looks on the goal line, but he's been having trouble converting. So McKinnon has actually gone and actually been the one scoring the touchdowns as well. McKinnon is rushing those 16 times for 69 yards. He had one rushing touchdown and then he had five catches for 30 yards and had a second receiving touchdown. So he's just getting a lot of play. He's not going to get more than 16 touches because they don't want that. That's not the role that McKinnon has on this. He's not that every down back kind of guy, but I think they're okay with it. I think they're fine putting Latavius Murray in purely as a warm body to go in there to take some of those touches. And then McKinnon's going to come in and actually be productive. So I think you can play McKinnon. Don't play Murray. Sleepers, Kyle Rudolph, five of nine targets for 47. Finally starting to see a little bit of chemistry between him and Case Keenum just in time for a nice matchup to give the third most points. So Kyle Rudolph is somebody that you can play. As I mentioned, Stefan Diggs, he did not practice Wednesday. I'm not sure if he's going to play. Laquan Treadwell technically is a number two wide receiver instead of Stefan Diggs. Um, but this is a tough matchup. So I really wouldn't consider Treadwell or Floyd this week move on a different option bench sam bradford is not practicing uh it's not looking good um for a return anytime technically soon but teddy bridgewater update he did return to practice on wednesday which means the vikings have only three weeks to determine whether they're going to officially activate him or they have to put it back on the pup list so we're going to at least have some sort of clarity within three weeks here um so we will see. Of course, there it is being rumored that they will activate him off the pup list, uh, but he's not going to play this week as it is right now. This is Case Keenum's team, but Teddy could be back in a matter of four weeks. All right. We got game of the week, New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins. All right. Starters, Austin Safarian Jenkins, another touchdown, 11 targets. Play him. Should've, Jeremy Should have been two touchdowns. Should have been two. Curse caught all of his targets for 79 yards last week. Miami gives up the 13th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So he falls just in that top 30. Matt Forte, I don't love the timeshare between Forte and McGuire. Um, and this is not a great matchup either. So McGuire wasn't part of the receiving game last week either. So that kind of took him out of fantasy land. So I think that these guys are no more than flex options. Robbie Anderson and Jeremy Curley are both yeah, my sleepers. Yeah, about you. Yep. Yeah, that was so good. Anderson Curly had 12 good. targets last week, but he is listed as questionable with an ankle injury and didn't practice on Wednesday. So keep an eye on his injury. And as I said, I told you to keep an eye on Jeremy Curley. And sure enough, he got 61 yards and a touchdown last week with two receptions so he did miss his first reception of the year last week so he only caught two of three targets so he wasn't 100 percent. but he got a touchdown so it doesn't freaking matter right and he made yep. an amazing catch down the sideline so i i i'm impressed 
I didn't say start him, but I say keep still watching him. He is definitely a pickup or a flex option in deep leagues. Um, in the New York Jets defense, we have him ranked 13th, so they're almost right there on that cuff. As far as the bench below Powell, Powell did not practice on Wednesday after sitting out last week's game with a calf injury. Do not love that. Obviously, Josh McCowan, he did throw for over 300, 350 yards and two touchdowns, but you're still not playing him. I mean, I am because I have to, but you're not because you shouldn't have to. <laughs> Ashley, the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, McCowan. I like McCowan. The little Jets are sneaky this year. I like it. Uh, no. And they should have won that game. I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. Game. They should have won that game. Five. That reversal Fairman's was ridiculous. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, Miami Dolphins. Jarvis Landry, again, 14 targets. You can't bench a guy that's getting that number of targets. Caught eight of them for 62 yards and a touchdown. You're not benching him. You're playing him. Uh, Jay Ajayi, again, 26 times. Huge volume, 130 yards. Still no touchdown. Eh. He still gets the yardage with a nice matchup. He's a solid RB2. Borderline RB1. Uh, he just really needs to get that uh, touchdown for you. But we're liking him. You're starting him. Devontae Parker, he did not practice Wednesday due to a hurt ankle and is considered day-to-day. So you are really going to have to wait to see whether he will play or not. So Lost. that brings me to Kenny Stills, who's my sleeper, and it all rides on Devontae Parker. So uh, if Parker doesn't play, Kenny Stills is an option for you because he caught four four targets for 49 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and they're kind of finding a little bit of chemistry with Cutler. But if Parker does play, Stills should be benched. And everyone else is benched on this team. Fabulous. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott. <clears throat> the drama continues. Uh, he's been granted another temporary restraining order by the Southern District of New York and will be allowed to play week seven. Zeke's restraining order, apparently issued by a fill-in judge, uh, he is for 14 days. So he will have to plead his case in front of um, a judge when she actually returns back from vacation, which I love this came down to she's on vacation, so he gets the <laughs> this day, which I, I love. Uh, but that has to be before October 30th. So this means that Zeke is good to play for week seven, and week eight is also looking pretty good too if it has to be till October 30th that this is discussed. So... In terms of running backs, again, Alfred Morris is technically the number two back, but McFadden tends to be a, a favorite of Jerry Jones. So we can't really tell you. We've already told you this a few times. You got to go get both of them. So if you're going to keep him, That's you right. have so to roster congratulations. three players if you're three a Zico. Cowboys. And, and as awesome. of last week, both of them, I think the highest one was Morris, who was owned in 54% of leagues, and McFadden, I want to say, was in 49% of Yahoo leagues. So they're out there. So again, if you are a Ezekiel Elliott owner, you have to roster three players. Or if you just want to block the other guy from... That's true. Gotta gotta do it. So, um, yeah. Des Bryant, he's a must-start. He's a frustrating and slightly underperforming must-start, but he is still a must-start. Dak Prescott, he's the sixth highest scoring quarterback, and that is even with his bye week included. So, yeah, you're starting Dak Prescott. Sleepers, Jason Witten, Halden, eight of ten of his targets. Um for a whopping 61 yards. Is he back, Courtney? Maybe, no. but this is a terrible matchup. So um, play someone else if you can. Bench, Terrence Williams, Bright Butler, Cole Beasley. <clears throat> They're only flex slash wide receiver three options in full point PPR leagues only, definitely non-standard. <clears throat> they just don't have enough volume or consistent volume to count on them. So they're benched. 49ers, Carlos Hyde, yet another game. Losing by three or less points. The poor 49ers. That makes five games in a row 
unbelievable three points or less gosh this case was two um so it's truly sad but thank god carlos hyde proved us all wrong last week and with over 50 yards and two touchdowns amazing he was the main guy i don't know why we keep pretending like he's not we hear these rumors we're like oh no and then he rushes a million and a half times which are now being denied of course know? of course now that they won the game totally or not did they we didn't win the game but now that they proved that they're going to use him um so this is a nice matchup for hyde so you can play him of course you can play robbie gold pierre garçon is hard not to play a guy that is seeing double digit targets um, it is still unknown how the chemistry is going to be between Garcon and their new starting quarterback for the 49ers, CJ Beathard. How do you pronounce his last name? Brandon's muted. Oh, sorry, I was typing. muted. Yeah. <laughs> Beathard. Beathard. Oh, Beathard. That's cute. Great matchup, but still <laughs> a risky play for Pierre Gerson. Uh, George Kittle, he is seeing the targets, and I believe he will be used even more this week with Beathard behind center. Uh, but you're not starting that quarterback. You're not starting the 49ers defense. Come on. I got him ranked last. Seattle Seahawks, the New York Giants. So Jimmy Graham, you're starting him, obviously, because one of the more consistent tight ends in the league. <clears throat> he was 6 of 8 for 37 and a touchdown in week 5. They were on by last week. Um, that was actually his second highest of the season for total catches. So um, it's a little sad that's the highest, but that's, again, the world we live in with tight ends. So you're playing him. Um, everything leads towards benching Doug Baldwin, and I know that's going to be controversial <laughs> for me saying that. Um but he only caught four of eight targets for 37 yards in week five before the bye week. He's only had one game in double digits, and I won't blame you if you do bench him. But what I'm going to say is I do think he's going to have a Demarius Thomas kind of week against the Giants. Why? Because this rush is so bad. Their running back situation is truly oh. appalling. It is truly, truly appalling. So I think he could pull Demarius Thomas, who has a huge game, because they just can't get the rush going at all. So... Um, I'm going to say play him, but I'm not going to fault you if you don't because it's really not been a great season for him thus far. Russell Wilson had a nice matchup. I think that he'll be um, ready to play after the bye week. This is about the time of year where he really starts to uptick and starts to vault. So um, this is Russell Wilson's sweet spot, so start to play him. Um, because I think this could be a Denver Broncos kind of day with the Giants, Paul Richardson is an option for deep streaming leagues. Bench, Tyler Lockett, there's not enough love for him to – have a good game in my opinion. Um, and then the running back situation, Pete Carroll says Eddie Lacey and Thomas Rawls have an equal status on the team's backfield. So is that status crappy? Is that what yes. the status is? Um, mm -hmm. Because Rawls eight times for 20 yards, uh, Eddie Lacey nine times for 19 yards to round out the crap. CJ ProSize is expected to return Sunday. Uh, and JD McKissick, who basically filled in for ProSize's role, uh, was three of five targets for 36 yards and two carries for zero. No thanks. I want no part of this backfield. Giants. All right. Orleans Darkwell got double-digit uh, carries for the first time this season. It was mm -hmm. 21 carries and went for 117 yards against the Denver Broncos. That is so crazy. I'm still cranky. Um, anyway, he earned the lead back role as far as I'm concerned. Now, you never know. Ben McAdoo's a little crazy, uh, but they do like him there. It looks like he's going to be the guy. I picked him up in a lot of different leagues. And by the way, both DeMarco Murray and Carlos Hyde went over 150 yards. I don't think he'll do that, but I think 
think he could have a pretty decent game uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. It's one of the better matchups. At tight end, you need to start Evan Ingram, clearly. Still only 78% owned. Uh, and in week five, he got a goose egg. And that's why a lot of people freaked out about him. But then in week six, he caught five of his seven targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. I'm surprised he only had one goose egg game when playing with Eli Manning and the Giants. So you guys, it's fine. Sleepers, I mean, I guess Sterling Shepard, I don't like him in this particular game, but I'm okay with you picking him up and keeping him on your bench because he is now the number one wide receiver. He is yep. back at practice. So hopefully that means that he's going to be a-okay. And then the bench, Eli Manning, Wayne Gellum, Roger Lewis, Shane Vereen, the defense uh, against Russell Wilson. I'm not going to do that. Not, not now. He's going to pick up steam. And then uh, obviously this could be a blowout, so not the kicker. Boom. Boom. Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers give up the fewest points to wide receivers, but you're still starting A.J. Green. Don't yeah. worry about the other receivers because you don't own them. You don't need to own them. Joe Mixon, good news for Mixon, is that you can run on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is averaging 17 carries a game the last three weeks. We usually don't love him around here, but speaks a little rough, so you might have to – Play him, and he'll probably give you 11 fantasy points in standard leagues. Giovanni Bernard might not be an awful play this week either in your flex spot for PPR teams only. Andy Dalton, um, I wouldn't play Dalton. Pittsburgh gives up the second fewest mm -hmm. fantasy points to quarterbacks. He's averaging under 13 fantasy points a game. But next week, he plays in Indianapolis, so just wait a week. Cincinnati Bengals defense, no thank you. And that tight end, uh-uh. Steelers. Yeah, not the good, uh, not a good matchup for the Tyler Croft sleeper people out there. It's just mm -mm. tough out there. Pittsburgh Bad. Steelers, here we go again. The Steelers are at home against a really good defense. It's top 10 at really everything, which is surprising to me, but is statistically true in terms of fantasy points. Uh, so what do we do? Well, y'all start Le'Veon Bell, obviously. Nice to see him have such a huge game last week. Gorgeous. Antonio Brown always has huge games because he's perfect. He's like the ideal wide oh, receiver. He's so delightful. An insane uh, catch last week, too. Oh, he's so good. And then it's amazing that somehow, even though he beat the Kansas City Chiefs, he could only must up, muster up 11 fantasy points. That's right. I'm talking about Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback of the team. I just don't understand how he's not scoring any fantasy points. It blows my mind. Uh, but I think it's going to continue this week. So he is in the sleeper category. Uh, you can make that uh, as you will. Um, Boswell is kind of middle of the road, uh, but interesting. Uh, bench, keep Martavis Bryant out of the picture. And Juju Smith-Schuster has been out-snapping, as we've been talking about for quite some time here on the show. He's been out-snapping Martavis Bryant. Um, but last week was the fourth week in a row um, where he substantially did that. But um, he has only two uh, games with a touch down and no um games with over 58 yards so i'm not quite sure i like smith schuster either and then jesse james don't know mm -mm, mm -mm. all right those denver broncos the los angeles chargers so i was at the bronco game last week and um Dire. painful painful but what i will say and i kept saying the game the broncos got giants 
they got giants and lost like her almost all their wide receivers as well. Um, unbelievable. But and Trevor Simeon, the quarterback, he hurt his shoulder. It's a minor injury. He was able to come back in and he played just fine for the most part when he came back in. I will say though, the crowd was booing Brock and it was very awkward when he came in. Awesome. On the TV, but it was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, but you're not, you're not playing Trevor. So not I only mention him. For the fact that obviously everything is based on the fact that he can play. He's going to play. You're not playing him, though. CJ Anderson. Man, um, I'm going to put him in the starter category still, but he only rushed nine times for 17 yards and killed many of you in your fantasy leagues. So I apologize. He should have done much better. Um, but last time this happened, he came out and killed it the next week. So he had a decent matchup. Um, he, has, excuse me, he has a decent matchup. I think he will bounce back. Jamal Charles didn't fare much better with five carries for nine yards against the Giants. And Booker, on the other hand, was used quite a bit. And I think this is because Emmanuel Sanders went out, so they used him in a pass-catching role. Um, you're not going to play Charles or Booker. In my opinion, Charles should get the increased workload because he's a better blocker than Booker is. And that's where we're having some serious issues with Simeon uh, and the blocks. And so for me, Charles would be the guy, but you're not playing them. CJ, you can play, though. Demarius Thomas, I'm gonna, I am gonna. have him in the sleeper category, but he's not a sleeper. He's a must-start as long as he plays, uh, and I think he will. He's got a bruised leg, which you could tell he was injured last week, but um, he should play. Sanders is out, so he should be able to put together a nice little matchup. Manuel uh, Sanders, again, he is has a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss this week. Other wide receiver, Isaiah McKenzie, he is out. He will also miss this week, which puts Benny Fowler into the wide receiver two role. Um, I think that you could stream him if you want to, because again, it's a really nice matchup. He did have good chemistry with Trevor Simeon in week one. Uh, he kind I of do petered off after Betty that. Fowler. I have him but on I my think team, this, and yeah, I play I him in my deep week. league. It's a week to play him. Yeah, yeah, I have him in my lineup this week. I think so, you have to with Sanders out. It's him yeah. or nobody. And it's, and they, again, they he gets targets anyways, even with Sanders in. So I like he, Fowler. He does. He does. So um, he was three of eight for only 21 yards but again he's gonna have the whole week to do reps so i like him i think that you can uh play fowler bench uh brandon mcmanus man he missed two kicks he could bounce oh. back but there's no there's no reason to play him right now and then just as a little thing to think about jake but uh he is he's coming off the pup so uh he could actually make it into the late season and he's a really really talented player who tours acl he is somebody that people didn't pick up so if you're having some tight end issues Keep your eye out for him. He's someone to grab later. Right, Chargers. Melvin Gordon is a beast. What? I don't care what the matchup is. The guy gets it done. Mm -hmm. So, um, remember when people were talking about his backups? Stop yourself. No, he was a little banged up. He's fine. Uh, best matchup for the Chargers is at the tight end position. You guys, the change has happened. Hunter Henry is legit. I know that he zeroed out two of the first three games, and a lot of people dropped him. Uh, but he is A-OK. -okay. 18 targets over the last three games, two touchdowns, and then last week, no touchdown, but he had 90 yards. He's playing in about 10 to 25% more of the snaps, as well as Antonio Gates. It's A-OK, -okay, you guys. Feel free to start moving forward. Um, I'm not trusting Philip Rivers. Uh, listen, uh, he scored 17 points against the Denver Broncos in week one. I mean, I don't think he's a terrible option, but I, do, I, I think that he is, you could probably find someone better. Uh, six interceptions in the last three games. Rivers is going to river. 
Boom. Uh, week one, Keenan Allen caught five of his 10 targets for 35 yards and a touchdown. But without that touchdown, that would just be 35 yards. So think about that. Uh, I think the Denver Broncos would be playing angry because they just got beat by the Giants for crying out loud. So this could be ugly. You probably have to start him anyway, a guy with double-digit targets, but it's intriguing. Brace yourself. This could not be fun. Uh, Mike Williams did return last week, caught his lone target for 15 yards. Not a play, but definitely someone to stash. Neither Tyrell Williams or Travis Benjamin have been able to be a thing yeah. or consistent. And you can find better options than Nick Novak and the Chargers defense. Sad. Atlanta Falcons, the New England Patriots. All right. Super Bowl Redux, 28-3. Um, Come on, right. Falcons. Come, Come on, on, Falcons. Falcons. All right, you guys. The Patriots take away your best weapon. A lot of people think that's going to be Julio Jones. If I were the Patriots, I would take away Devontae Freeman. I'd be prepared for both, actually. Uh, depending on you know which person you actually have on your fantasy team, it could be one or the other one. I'm going to say this. Uh, Julio Jones has still yet to score a touchdown. Um, yep. So a lot of people are pretty cranky, but you're not going to sit Julio Jones. So sorry. And then Freeman is a super stud, but they only gave him nine carries last week, which was just dumb. Now, of course, they lost to the Dolphins. So hopefully they've learned their freaking lesson and they'll keep running him no matter what the Patriots do. But, you know, hey, that was a bummer. Uh, I'll say this, though. Tevin Coleman is a flex every week. Guess mm -hmm. he's, he has consistently been involved. Yep. Uh, another touchdown last week. This defense has uh, allowed an average of 76 receiving yards to opposing running backs this year. I'm intrigued. The New England defense is terrible. Uh, I get that Matt Ryan hasn't looked great, but man, I don't know how you don't start Matt Ryan with the state of the quarterbacks right now. I just like, you have uh, who to, are man. you? Who yeah. are you? Uh, and by the way, even McCown went over 300 yards against the Patriots, you guys. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Uh, sleepers are Austin Hooper. 16 targets over the last two games. He's finally getting volume. Hasn't really shown up in the box score other than that. But still, this is intriguing. Again, bad defense. Mohamed Sanu is back at practice. Uh, still questionable, though. A risky play. I don't love it. Taylor Gabriel, uh, like we said, disappointed last week. I don't know why everyone loved him so much. Caught four of his eight targets for 39 yards. And then Marvin Hall is actually the guy that they love there. Yeah. Uh, he only caught mm -hmm. one of his his two targets but was for 40 yards and a touchdown and they're obsessed with him the coaches are talking about him he's not startable but if you're in a deep dynasty like i am worth checking to see if he's out there that's all i'm gonna say about that uh and then the bench as bad as their defense is their offense continues to score points and i'm talking about the patriots so you have to bench the atlanta falcons defense as far as the patriots are concerned the patriots won last week but did they really did they really mm. I think they took it as a loss, and I think they're going to come out pretty feisty. But three of Brady's six games this season have been for 16 or fewer fantasy points. Uh, the other games, though, were ballers, so you have to start them against the Falcons after they were kind of embarrassed by the Jets. Even though they won, it was still a little embarrassing. And if you saw his press conference, he was not pleased. Uh, the Falcons' defense, though, is better than they were in the Super Bowl, and they're giving up the 12th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So it's just like, I mean, you can't win with this, but... You have to do it. So uh, we always start Gronk and Ertz. Yeah, I said it. And Brandon Cooks keeps getting more looks. Last week he caught six for nine for 93. Hard to sit him. Steven Guskowski must play. Chris Hogan, though, is questionable with a rib injury, yeah. and it looked bad. Mm. I hurt thinking about it. Uh, you know, listen, he came back into the game, but he only caught one ball. I can't even believe that he was playing. It was just bad. Danny Amendola yeah. caught three of his five targets for 40 yards. But if 
Hogan is out or not 100%, I think Amendola might actually have a decent game against Atlanta. And here's the deal, guys. I think Deion Lewis may have leapfrogged Mike Gillisley as the lead back in uh, in New England, other than James White, who's always on the field, but never shows up in the box score. So um, I'm intrigued, and I actually picked up Deion Lewis in a lot of deep leagues. I think you can too if you're really desperate. Um, yeah, so there you go. I, I think it's worth talking about. Rex Burkhead's still questionable. <laughs> Chase Rex Burkhead. By the way, Patriots beat writers. You guys are just terrible. The fact that you guys were trying to source <laughs> Rex Burkhead is just, it's, it's something I'll always remember. And then I'm not going to play the New England defense against the Falcons. Love it. Love it. All right. We got the Washington Redskins, the Philadelphia Eagles. Start Kirk Cousins has had three games in a row with over 20 fantasy points. Okay. Uh, he did not perform well against the Eagles in week one, um, but he's a slow starter. So I'm not concerned about him. I'm still playing in this week. Jordan Reed, listen, Vernon Davis has had more fantasy points than Jordan Reed in the last three games. That's just the way it is. You guys, guys, Reed is off the injury report, but he isn't making it look like he is. It's scary out there. You guys, I'm just buyers. Beware. hundred percent out. 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 I, I am I am being feisty about it. You yep. rank him 12. Um, that makes him a starter. Right? 12th is like the bottom of the starters. But yeah, but it's still a starter. Still a starter. Other people are still ranking him number five. I know. It's so crazy. It's so I crazy. I would rank Vernon Davis 12. I mean, if we're going to pick one, I think I'd go Davis. Uh, Chris Thompson or Samaji Pirine. Listen, Chris Thompson is the clear best back for Washington. And they actually played him last week as he was, even yeah. though they said he wasn't. It was like kind of a 49ers move they had. Uh, he saw a year high of 16 attempts. Um, but where he really gets his fantasy points is receiving. So – that doesn't help out when you have Jordan, you know, that the Jordan Reed problems. I think that's another Reed issue is that the balls are going to Chris Thompson, the short dump passes. Um, but when you throw the man the ball, he can do wonders. I like Thompson, even if Rob Kelly plays. Uh, he is out to set records this year, um, even if the team doesn't want him to. So I like Thompson. Terrell Pryor, listen, I hate. All of these guys, Doxon, Crowder, I hate all of them. The only one that has upside thus far has been Doxon, and that is not saying much. Now, this is a very good matchup for all of them, but Pryor and Crowder have been such a disappointment. Every week that the Eagles play, the number two wide receiver has outperformed the number one wide receiver but one week. So listen, that's Doxon. Nope. You're sure as heck not going to be starting Crowder when his ceiling is two fantasy points and his floor is fumbling the ball multiple times. So we're not starting him. So it has to be Doxton, the one in your flex. And that's really best option is flex. Um, and I already went over Vernon Davis. So on your bench is going to be the Washington Redskins defense because the Eagles are on fire right now. This team is on fire. Ashley, it's your turn. Just like their quarterback's hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh my. I love it. I, I love sing, it. I had to sing once. Oh, and I sang twice. Very nice. Ashley. Very nice. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> this could actually be a tough day for the Eagles wideouts, as the Redskins have only allowed three receivers to have over 35 yards all season. Now, we're not sure if Norman will play, so that – 
could factor in a little bit, but this is still a good secondary. So with that said, Alshon Jeffrey, you should still start him. He caught four of 10 targets, which again is not great when you're targeted 10 times, you only catch four of them, but it was for 71 yards. Um, you're only starting him because he gets such high volume of targets though. So flex preferably if you can, because I just never really trust Alshon Jeffrey, but that's just me. So flex if possible. Nelson Aguilar caught four of seven targets for 55 yards and had a touchdown. This is now his fourth touchdown of the season, guys. Uh, he's mm. really good after the catch too. So, and he's got some nice chemistry going with Wentz more so than Jeffrey. So I'm a big fan of Aguilar. I think he's going to do well again this week. Now, LeGarrette Blunt, 14 times for 67 yards. He looked good. I think he should get more work. Just saying. Listen to me, Eagles. They probably won't. But you know what? 67 <laughs> yards is not horrible. And uh, he's got a good chance to score a touchdown. So I think Blunt is certainly somebody that you were playing in a low RB2 flex position. Um, again, it's running back, so it's kind of scary out there. Zach Ertz, he is a must-start. Now, this was a really interesting week. He was only two for five for 18 yards, but he had two touchdowns against the Panthers. Um, and that was the first time this, that he hadn't had over five catches or over 55 yards because Ertz actually had a lot of yardage this season, which hasn't really been his MO. And so this, this is really a sharing team. And it I is. feel like they didn't want to like give everything to him. Well, they maybe should. Maybe we should reduce those 10 targets to Jeffrey who catches less than 50% of them and throw a little more love. Just this way. This and is Aguilar. Midwest value. Just those, saying. Just and keep it to Nelson yeah. yeah. Let's let's uh, let's shelf that Midwest value real quick and throw it out who's productive. But um, you're you're playing Carson <laughs> once because he is a fourth highest scoring quarterback, and he's a decent matchup for a little extra confidence boost that you might need because some people, for whatever reason, still aren't playing Carson once. Play Carson once. Uh, sleepers, Wendell Smallwood, he is expected to play this week, but again, he's his knee's not 100%, so keep an eye on him. Uh, hopefully, he's not going to have a major impact on Blunt. I think they finally have some confidence in Blunt, though. So, Woo! And that is week seven in the books. Let's get it, people. Get those people out of your lineups, the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans and the majority of the running backs. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and quarterbacks. And let's just say all tight ends. Unless you're Gronkowski. Um, and words. Or yep. obviously we just talked about that. Um, again, we will not be on our Sirius XM show this Saturday. We'll be attending our cousin's wedding. Congratulations to Meredith and your lovely new beau. Um, and, but you can always ask us your questions on Twitter at her fantasy FB. We will be there to answer your questions Thursday before the game and Sunday morning. Um, other than that, you're going to have a wonderful week until next time. No more faking it.